a young mother of three boys, stood at the glass door of the ICU wing and rubbed her not-yet-showing belly, almost in a reassuring way to her little one, that it was going to be okay. Orders being shouted from inside the room hung in the air like a thick cloud. The commotion was almost too much to handle, but she found a certain strength as she gripped the arm of the person standing next to her. The long hallway seemed to grow smaller as the walls seemed to be caving in, and holding her breath was all she seemed to have control over. So, she held her breath again and again and unconsciously tightened her grip, praying in between breaths, hoping God would give wisdom to the chaos as minutes seemed to play out in slow motion. When at last, there was nothing left to do by the skilled hands of these doctors. The walls came crashing down. She sank into the nurse's chair, unable to move and overwhelmed at facing her new reality. Mind racing as to what this meant, her young boys, oh, how could she tell them? The growing child inside of her, this would be her only reality. The pain in her heart was too much to bear. And there she met God. He showed up as love. This love looked like a man holding a black umbrella who knelt in front of her, took her hands into his, and prayed over her. God had sent a friend to show up as love. Fast forward a few years, and this young mother of now four had sunk on the kitchen floor, overwhelmed by pain and loneliness, as darkness flooded every corner of her mind. Gripping her arms, she rocked back and forth, trying to catch her breath as the sobs echoed in that lonely kitchen. And there she met God. He showed up as strength as he wrapped his arms around her and she felt him in a tangible way. She felt as if he was in the room. And God showed up again and again. As a father, when he breathed the words beloved over her heart, as joy when she held the baby girl in her arms for the first time. Amid the pain, here was a gift of joy from the father. He showed up as love when friends came by to play with her little boys in the front yard on their way home from work. He showed up as patience when unwanted and hurtful questions were asked by strangers. He showed up and filled in the gaps that my single parenting had left. He showed up again and again. That is not a random story. That is my story to tell. I lived through what most of us wish to never live through. The loss of a spouse or loss of any kind. I think we've all had moments of walking unwanted situations. It may look a little different than mine, but the broken world we live in is notorious for unwanted situations. And because there is no guidebook called, my world is crumbling, now what? We are thrown into the mess to try and figure it out alongside the pain and confusion of it all. But we are never truly alone. There are those who have walked hard roads ahead of us. There are people who have written books about their process and what helped them through. There are podcasts, audiobooks, and movies, and resources available for us today. But because this is a topic that most of us can relate to, 
I just want to take the next few moments to talk through a little bit of what it looked like during the time of great loss and how it is that I got through it. And today we're only going to talk about a few of the takeaways that I learned from that time, but I hope that our time together is encouraging and that in some small way you can relate and you can take away something from what we talk about today. Even though I wouldn't say that any of us are fully ready to face a moment like this in life, for me, I have to say that there were moments in my life that built up to me standing in that ICU wing. I remember when I was a teenager, I loved being outside. I loved riding my bike and I always had a hand-me-down bike. And some of you can relate and it just, it's the greatest, right? You have, at least you have a bike to ride on. And I loved my bike. And I remember when I turned probably 12, my parents were able to get me a brand new bike. It was one that I had been eyeing for months. It was sitting in the window of the store in town and I would walk past there and I would just dream of riding this beautiful, shiny new bike. I had it all of probably two days when someone broke into our storage unit and stole my brand new bike. I was devastated the morning I woke up and saw it gone. I knew we couldn't afford to get another new bike. This was my only chance and it had been taken from me. And I remember saying, well, I guess someone needed it more than I did. And I truly believe that. And while this isn't the only story like this, I have to believe that God placed moments in my life like this over and over because he knew what was to come. He was building up to a moment in life and preparing me for what I was going to need in the future, a moment that he had already been in. He was there before I was and he knew exactly what I needed and he filled in those gaps for me. That moment on June 1st, 2015, standing in the hospital in Alabama, I knew that this was the road I was going to have to walk through. I had choices to either trust God that he gives and he takes away or simply try to make sense of the chaos. Quite honestly, I felt so weak standing in that hallway. World crumbled, but it also felt scarier to try to figure it out and try to have answers instead of lean into God who was there. He was there in that hospital room when everything was chaotic, he was peace. And it felt safer to lean into that peace and to know wholeheartedly that God had me in that moment. It didn't catch him off guard. That moment in life was on his radar way before we were standing there. And I found a certain strength that came with leaning into that, breathing it in, and stepping into the next moments, knowing that I was not alone. I was faced with a choice. And that wasn't the last time that I was going to have to make that choice. I was going to have to choose again and again as the years went by, as I walked through life alone as a mother of four young children, scared, overwhelmed, in the deep end of life. I would have to choose again and again to press into the peace and the strength that I found in God, to trust that he had full control of my life, to say I let go of everything I think I can control 
because I have no control over anything and just surrender it completely to God, knowing that He is my full portion. He is my joy. He is the strong tower to which I run and hide. And then with choosing came living it out. How lovely would it be that after we've made the decision to choose to live our lives fully surrendered, that it just all worked out perfectly, but it doesn't. I remember as a single mother, the days felt long and the kids' questions that I couldn't fully answer left me feeling defeated to say the least. I couldn't help them fully understand why this was the way it was, but I had to choose to live out a fully trusting relationship with God, regardless of not having the answers. I had to choose to live out what faithfulness looked like to my children. The days that I didn't want to even get out of bed, it physically hurt my body to get out of bed. The days when sadness overwhelmed my spirit, I had to choose faithfulness and to live that out for my children. It may have looked like picking up another pizza for dinner because I could not fathom the idea of cooking, but that's what I was going to do. I was going to show up in the best way that I could. I had to choose faithfulness and not to give up. Living it out looked like finding joy in the smallest of things. The days were heavy and dark and joy was scarce. But choosing to find joy in the smallest of things, of how the light would come through the window, of how the breeze would blow the one leaf left on the tree before winter, choosing to rejoice in these small things and to find beauty and joy in the small things, I had to choose that. It looked like letting people in. For me, that's a really hard thing to do. I'm a very, I can do this on my own type personality. Yet, I am so thankful that I had the support of so many wonderful people around me. Friends and family gathered around my small family and were there for anything we needed. I could never express how thankful my heart is for that gift of people rallying around you. But I had to choose to be vulnerable with the people in my life. I had to choose to let them in and to let them be a part of my brokenness. I wanted to have it all together so badly, but I had to let people in to step into my mess and into the darkness with me. Although none of these things were easy, I had to show up every day and fully rely on the mercy and on the grace of God, knowing that I could not accomplish any of these things on my own. I was so broken and afraid and overwhelmed, but his grace was there and I had to rely on that fully and know that he was going to fill in the gaps that I had left. All right, I need to go take my kids into bed tonight, but before I leave, I want to leave you with this thought. Wherever you find yourself today, whatever you find yourself dealing with today, there's someone who understands fully. God who is full in glory and holiness stepped into our world as a human being and stepped into our humanity and lived with our humanity and took it upon himself and he understands. He fully understands where we're at, our thoughts, our fears, our struggles, our questions, he fully understands. 
and he meets us exactly where we are and he has the answer for us he has peace abundant peace he has joy everlasting joy that goes beyond our circumstances all we have to do is lean into him tonight press into him and take his hand so let's do that together tonight i will do that for me tonight and i want you to do that wherever you are at let's take this step forward and move into glory with him